0: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harbin, editor of steelcurtain.com, with you for another episode of The Steelers Burning Question. If you're just joining us or you're just tuning in and you're thinking, why in the world is Jeff doing his show on a Tuesday night? It's happened more than once. This time, it's another conflict of interest on a Wednesday evening. Therefore... I'm doing the show on Tuesday. We're not going to cut the content. Now, if you're watching live on YouTube, it's Tuesday. You might be watching on Wednesday. It doesn't matter if you're listening, though, an audio platform. You're still going to hear this on its regular scheduled day, which will be Thursday morning, the 4th of July. Uh, Hopefully you still have time to check it out. If not, it will always be there. So let's say you have time over the weekend, you can always check it out then um, and make sure you always check out all our podcasts anywhere where you download podcasts. So uh, make sure you check all that out. So the one thing for the burning question, and I got to be honest, sometimes it's tough to think about these burning questions because there's nothing going on right now. Not a bad thing, but there's nothing going on. So uh, I was thinking to myself, okay, are there any topics that I might have talked about before that I could kind of. Not regurgitate, that's a very negative word, but at least bring up again and think maybe has the answer changed at all? And the 2019 NFL draft is coming on. And now all of a sudden, I'm thinking back to the 2018 draft class. I'm thinking back to in the 2018 group, who's going to make the biggest step forward in 2019? And I think everyone loves to talk about the 2017 draft. I do too. I mean, you have guys, you have three bona fide Pro Bowler starters with TJ Watt, Juju Smith-Schuster, and James Conner. There, tremendous draft class. I like the 2018 draft class, um, and I think that they have a really good chance to be a a group of high impact players. That's what I hope. So. One thing that definitely needs to happen with all of these players across the board, you know, you don't see the TJ Watts in this group. The guys that come in to the NFL and it's like they just pick up. They just get it and go. That's not necessarily this group's forte. But from year one to year two, you could see a big jump. But before we get into that, let me go over exactly, in case you forgot, sometimes these draft classes get jumbled in our brains. Who was in the draft class? Okay, there was a the first-round pick. That was Terrell Edmonds, safety out of Virginia Tech. Second-round pick was James Washington, wide receiver from Oklahoma State. Third-round pick, Mason Rudolph, quarterback, Oklahoma State. Uh, Chuck Wuma, or Chukes a uh, He's an offensive tackle, round five. They didn't have a fourth-round pick. Marcus Allen, safety, Penn State. Uh, round five, Jalen Samuels, running back, H-back, tight end, fullback, whatever he was coming out of NC State. And then they didn't have a six-round pick, and round seven was Joshua Frazier, defensive tackle. And so here we go. It's one of those situations where I obviously Joshua Frazier's out of football. He retired from football after a stint in the AAF. That league folded. He said he's going to hang it up. You look at some of the other players, everyone else is still on the current roster. And so let's go over this. The first two names that I'm going to throw out as they're not going to have the biggest leap just because of the position that they play and where they are on the depth chart, uh, Mason Rudolph would be the first. He, If he wins the second job, that's great, but barring injury, he's not going to play in 2019. So Mason Rudolph is out. Next would be Marcus Allen. He's a guy that was injured a lot last year. He played a little bit more towards the end of the season. He's going to be depth at the safety position. If he makes the team, he's going to have some, to win a battle or two here or there. But still, Marcus Allen is someone that uh, I would say you're not going to expect him to make the biggest jump from a overall production standpoint. He might show tremendous improvement, but at the same time, he might not have the production that would make him high on this list. And so believe it or not, outside of Frazier, Rudolph, and Allen... I think you could make a case that a lot of these players could be the answer for this question. Okay. Uh, let's start from the back end and go forward. Jalen Samuels. Okay. Jalen Samuels is a guy came in last year. No one knew what he was going to do. He's a Swiss army knife. He does everything. Well, kind of the Jack of all trades, master of none. James Connor goes down against the Los Angeles chargers at Heinz field. He comes in, What does he do the next week? Rips off 142 yards against the uh, Patriots. He plays well against the Saints. He starts showing his capabilities in the passing game as a receiver towards the end of the season. Really starts to kind of come into his own. Well, shoot. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking at Jalen Samuels and you're saying, this guy could be a bona fide player. Now, I don't think anyone in their right mind is going to suggest that he is going to somehow surpass James Conner. That's, I think, a little outlandish. But at the same time, I think personally that Jalen Samuels could be a very, very good tool and weapon for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense in 2019. What I mean by that is he might not be a pure runner. He might be someone they use out wide. They they put into motion, get him met with, miss, you know the mismatches you see, one-on-one defense type, that, that type of stuff. He could be that guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so he could have a very big role on this team. Keep that in mind. Uh, let's fast forward now to round three to, Ch- to Chuk Sakura for second round player. He's a guy that when he came out of Western Michigan, everyone said that if he were a player that played for Alabama, he'd be a first round pick. He has the size. He has the speed. He has the, the strength. Just not that well, not that very well known. So, I think it he, heck, you want to talk about it. This is something that if, if I talked about earlier in the season, or earlier in the offseason, he has a legitimate chance to win the right tackle spot. If he wins the right tackle spot, you better think that that means that he is having a huge step from year one to year two. And all of that, he's having a big impact on the team at the same time. So, don't rule out a core of four if he wins the job of being a guy that has been the biggest impact on this team because he would have to open up holes for the running game that would be connor samuels benny snell doesn't matter or whether he's protecting ben roethlisberger at right tackle so you have all those situations there with a core for he could be the guy round two james washington antonio brown leaves you think that a guy like washington who is known for his deep place deep ball skills at oklahoma state would be able to just kind of slide right in make himself at home, and he did not play that great in the first three quarters of the season. But I, I felt in the last quarter of the NFL season, his rookie year in 2018, he actually started to kind of get acclimated. He kind of started to figure it out, to kind of understand exactly what the Steelers are asking of him. And uh, it's one of those situations where I think James Washington could really step up. He's going to have a competition with Dante Moncrief. Obviously, he'll be fighting with guys like Eli Rogers and Ryan and Ryan Switzer for time on the field. He should be able to carve out his own portion of that playbook, and he should see the field a lot. And because he's going to see the field a lot, he has the best chance of actually making an impact. If you think about who we've talked about already, Jalen Samuels is not going to be a starter. Chuck's Chuxocor 4 is not the starter yet. So James Washington's going to play a lot. So he, therefore, would have a better opportunity to actually make an impact. And then the first round pick, Terrell Edmonds, I thought that his rookie season was kind of bland, kind of vanilla, but it wasn't horrible. Okay. It's kind of like vanilla ice cream. You have it, it tastes good, but at the same time, it's not chocolate. I feel like Terrell Edmonds was kind of his rookie season was kind of like vanilla ice cream. It was okay. He made some plays, missed on a couple, but it wasn't bad. I still like vanilla ice cream. So I think Terrell Edmonds, and people forget this too, he played a ton last year. That wasn't by design. When Morgan Burnett was banged up all the time, he was forced into the starting role. That experience is going to pay off big time. And he's going to be the every down player as long as he's healthy. He and Sean Davis are going to be the starting tandem. He's going to have a great opportunity to make plays. So when I look at all of this and I ask myself which player – is going to have the biggest impact or the biggest step forward from 2018 and 2019. It is really tough for me to pick anyone other than Edmonds because I know how much he's going to play. James Washington would be second, but if Chukes four wins the starting job, I'd put him second because he's going to be on the field more than James Washington will be. And then if if a core four starts It's between James Washington and Jalen Samuels, because I think Jalen Samuels is going to be that much of an impact. Um, He's going to be an impact player for the team this year. And people might say, well, how's he going to fit in? Trust me, the Steelers will find a way to fit him in because he is that type of player. He has that type of skill set. So that's my answer. I'm going to go with Edmonds because obviously he's going to play a lot. But I could see cases being made for a lot of other players in this 2018 draft class. This is a group that a lot of people criticized. This is a guy that... These are players that everything from Terrell Edmonds when he was drafted, everyone said, wait, who? To all the other players that everyone was kind of like shaking their head. They took Rudolph in the third. What does that mean? Um, all this stuff happened. I think this was a good group. I still like this draft class. I think they're going to play well. I think they're going to perform well, but if you're in the live chat right now on YouTube, I'm curious what you all think. Who is going to be the biggest impact player and make the biggest jump from year one to year two from those guys that I just named? That's Edmonds. That's Samuels. That's a core four. That's Marcus Allen. Uh, that's Mason Rudolph. Um, uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, uh, Samuels. I think I forgot Jalen Samuels. You guys know the group by now. So go ahead and drop that in the uh, live chat if you're watching live on YouTube. And if you didn't know we had a YouTube channel, check us out. BTSC Steelers Radio. Like and subscribe. Share. We appreciate all the love there. And this is also the time in the show where I open up the live chat for questions from you. dealers related questions you can feel free to enter them into the chat the chat room and always remember you can use the super chat feature if you'd like you don't have to but it's there and what that is is if you write in a question if you use that super chat feature you can put in any amount of money which could be what we call the tip jar and that money will go directly into an account and come straight to the show where we can do giveaways during the season, which we're planning on doing, and some other things like that. Um, so any any help you give is awesome, but you don't have to. It'll highlight your question, and it'll be guaranteed to be answered. So, so far, a lot of people are saying Edmonds. Um, some are saying Washington and Chukes, uh, Samuels, Edmonds, Samuels. The more, yeah. So this is this is the interesting thing about this question. So far, the last few weeks that I've done the Steelers burning question, the questions have been very much, okay. We're going to have one or the other. You know, do you extend Mike Tomlin's contract or don't you? Uh, Will this happen or won't this? This is a, a question where I think you could have a lot of different answers, and a lot of people could actually justify their responses based on what could potentially happen in the future. You could say that Jalen Samuels is going to have a big role in the offense. You could say that Chooks is going to win the starting right tackle job. You could say that James Washington is going to step up and be a big-time playmaker. You could say that Terrell Edmonds is because he's going to play the most out of everybody. That's going to be interesting. But if you have any questions, now's the time to ask. Go ahead and fire away. I'll ask as many as I can before we call it a show. And we appreciate all of you listening as always and communicating in the live chat. It makes the experience a lot better. I can tell you that hands down. So, Steelers uh, fan 19 says, Jeff, how different do you think the Steelers' history would be if the Steelers kept Emmanuel Sanders over Antonio Brown? Interesting question. Um, to me, it was never an Antonio Brown versus Emmanuel Sanders when they came down to the contract, it was always Mike Wallace and Antonio Brown. Um, Emmanuel Sanders was a good receiver. He was not great in Pittsburgh. I would say that he became a much better receiver when he got around Peyton Manning. That's not a cut on Ben Roethlisberger. That's just the fact that maybe Sanders and Manning got along better than Sanders and Roethlisberger. That happens. There's conflicts and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it would have changed too much. It, even with Wallace, you have so much success. And that's what I tell myself. I've I find myself, I just recently, um, yesterday, last night, I was editing an article by Tony Defeo, who which ran today, published today, and it was about how his favorite moment of the 2018 season was. Um, he was looking at uh, the Steelers' 28 to 21 win over the Bengals in Cincinnati at Paul Brown Stadium, and it's crazy how the off season. And the way things have went, gone down with Brown and, and Bell, more Brown than Bell, have just really tarnished what happened last year. That game was tremendous. If you forget, that was the game where, on in the waning moments of the of the contest, Roethlisberger hits Brown on that quick slant. He turns it up the field, splits the safeties, and rumbles into the touchdown game, uh, run to, into the end zone for the touchdown. And it was essentially game over. A tremendous, tremendous game. And, you know, Antonio Brown went from a, n- a nobody, a no-name kid, six-round draft pick from Central Michigan, who no one t- gave two craps about, to becoming the, one of the greatest receivers in the entire National Football League. I guess with that comes some ego, we'll put it that way. But you know, Emmanuel Sanders would he have been different. I don't know. That's a really good question, though, uh, Steelers fan. I appreciate that. Um, that's definitely a debate-worthy one. Um, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan says he's looking forward to preseason games. I have to be honest. I can't. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm excited for preseason too. I'm not excited for the season to start. I enjoy this time where there's really no news, where the sites it's doing fine. It has the regulars that come and they check it out and we still put out content and all that stuff. But it's a time where I can actually relax. If you think about the season it's it's not a long season, but from, you know, the moment of July when they report to training camp until January, maybe hopefully February this year, you're inundated with news every single day. And it's 12 articles a day and uh, making sure everything's good podcasts, all that. And then after that, it starts the draft prep and then after that is the free agency or free agency starts in the new league year in march and then the draft and then all these it just doesn't stop so for me i'm looking forward to the season i'm looking forward to the preseason to see some of these battles come to fruition but ultimately i'm not looking forward to that i, I like a little bit of downtime so felicia our number one fan she gives uh two actually two comments for the tip jar if one was 20 bucks thank you felicia she says hey jeff Miss you and Lance on Sunday. I'm going for Edmonds in Washington this season. Can't wait to see what Dave comes up with on the Q and A uh, of the awesome for some of the podcasts. Um, quick scheduling note: the Felicia's comment that because we typically are on Thursday nights uh, for the Steelers preview, and it's the Fourth of July. If you're a if you're a listener in the United States of America, that's obviously our Independence Day. We will not be doing our show on Thursday night and dave is actually on vacation i'm going to talk to dave see if he's going to give us his stacky stuff but otherwise it's just going to be myself and it's going to be brian anthony davis and i'm not sure if we're going to snag a third in there but if if not it'll just be the two of us for the but we're going to do that tomorrow night so it's wednesday night so i actually forgot about that (laughs) and here i am on tuesday night we're going to do that show sometime tomorrow night it might be a little bit later but we'll be doing that tomorrow night on wednesday so check your make sure you keep your uh calendar checked off there. Felicia also says that for five bucks in the tip jar, Watt doesn't get enough attention. He's a beast. I think that Watt's getting uh some some attention now. Yeah, after having over 12 sacks last season, he was the last Steeler linebacker to have double-digit sacks in a season since uh, James Harrison did it. So I think that he is getting a little bit more attention if he can duplicate that success again and show that his trajectory is on line with, say, his brother JJ. You know, started off strong and then just kept going, kept going. Defensive Player of the Year in that discussion. I'm not saying he's going to be. I think it, it, this is going to be a big year for him. Going to be a big year for him. Um, so it's here. Uh, Jeff, what would you have to do differently for the Steelers to, uh, to win Super Bowl 45? Uh, Super Bowl 45, that's one I try to forget. Um, i uh, Mendenhall, don't fumble the football comes to mind first. i yeah, I really don't want to bring that up <laughs> too much. That game sucked. Uh, don't like watching the Steelers lose in the Super Bowl, I have seen that twice. And that's too many, too, too many times. Alvin asked, Do you think Ryan Switzer is what it takes to be the next El- Edel- Edelman and become a Super Bowl MVP? I think he'll be considered the X factor this season. I absolutely think um Ryan Switzer could be an Edelman type player. The question isn't to me whether he can be an Edelman type player. It's whether the Steelers offense wants to be a Patriots-like offense. Uh the Patriots are a very smooth operating machine. In other words, they take what's given to them. period. And if it's, you know, one of those situations where, hey, you're going to, you're going to double this guy. Then we're going to just dump it underneath this guy. The Steelers sometimes do that. And they sometimes get away with that. I think if, if they have Brown gone, there's no need to force him the football anymore. I think if they can get into their minds that we just take what the defense gives, ryan switzer could have a big year that's if they trust him ben trust him and that's important keep that in mind crazy chris drops five bucks in the tip jar Appreciate it, chris he says hey jeff would you feel safer betting on juju smith schuster after he beat his 40 time from the combine um as his fantasy standpoint love the show you guys keep me busy i'm glad you watch the show shows plural um I hope that more people continue to watch the shows our show our platform is growing we appreciate that so uh here we go today it was actually pretty interesting juju smith schuster was in england he was in london and for those that read this site regularly behind the steel you might have seen a lot of articles from my deputy editor his name is simon chester simon is an englishman he lives in england and he went to the event today. He got credentials and he was at the event. He met, um, He was able to ask Juju a question in a little media scrum. He was able to interview Christian Scotland Williamson, um, who is the player that came over to the NFL from the NFL's expansion program, where the Steelers will have 11 players in the practice squad, not just 10, because he'll be guaranteed a spot. It was a really cool event, but, um, Simon mentioned he sent me a message today and said how Juju ran his 40 time faster than he did coming out of college. And he didn't warm up at all. He was in basically street clothes. And he also was probably jet lagged because he got into London yesterday. So, all those things, I think Juju's going to have a good year. And you see pictures of him like a, uh, Simon sent me some photos of Juju. Was, it was pretty close to him, and I was like, wow, his arms are big. He looks he looks like he's ready to go. We'll put it that way. So, yeah, from a fantasy standpoint, I feel a little bit more comfortable about Juju Smith-Schuster here um, after what I saw and what I heard from Simon today. So make sure you check that out. We're going to have a lot of content coming from that event uh, related to those dealers that were there, so make sure you check that out. Uh, let's see here. Another question from Steelers. let's go, Brian. With so many first and second round picks dedicated to our defense, do you think this could be Butler's last year's defensive coordinator if we don't improve? I think that to me it is a do-or-die season, but it's not a do-or-die. That's not using the correct terminology. It is a do-or-you-won't-have-your-contract-renewed situation. So just like with Todd Haley when the Steelers got out of firing and they just said, we're not going to renew his contract, a.k.a. we don't want you back, AKA you're fired. So Keith Butler's under the last year of his contract. Currently, he just got his prize possession in Devin Bush. It was the one thing that he always kind of had a crutch on with, well, you know, Ryan Chazier was the guy and he's gone and we don't have the backup. Devin Bush is supposed to be that guy. So if you can't put all those players on the field, all those, like you said, the first round, first and second round picks, then yeah, it's time to go time to start anew. Uh t- Someone says, when do you think the Steelers will win the Super Bowl again? Well, I'm hoping in 2019, um, and I'm hoping, because it's in Miami, that the SB Nation Vox Media would send me down there to cover the game. That would be awesome in January, late January, February, to go down to Florida. That would be pretty cool to spend some time down there. Nonetheless, um, yeah. We'll see. Hopefully it's this year. I think this team is going to be scary in a lot of different ways. I th- I, I talked to Dave Schofield uh, recently, uh, not on our podcast, and I told him how I said that this team is so, so curious to me. There are times where I think to myself, boy, this team could be dangerous, like dangerous good. And then I think, boy, there are some really glaring question marks on this roster at the same time. So I'm not sure what to expect. All I know is that there should be less drama this year. That's all I'm saying. Okay, let's go with one more question here before we call it a show. Ryan asks, are you concerned about the age of any of the players this season? I can think the only player that I can think of, players plural, when it comes to age that I'm possibly concerned of, number one is Joe Hayden. It's not that Joe Hayden's old. I I believe he's maybe 30 or 31, but he's been injured a lot, and that can kind of wear on you as you get older, and they need him. They need him to be healthy, and then the obvious one, number two, is is Ben Roethlisberger. He's been in the league since two thousand and four, or coming into two thousand nineteen. Do the math. Uh, he's, he just needs to stay healthy. The Steelers have been doing a good job with him, giving him rest days, things like that. Um, I have no doubt that he's going to need to be number one in terms of health and being available if they want to win a Super Bowl. So there you go. So all right. I thank you for everyone that participated in the live chat uh, that was there. You know, it's it, it, it kind of an impromptu show. Remember tomorrow night will be our Steelers preview. I will still stagger these out on our podcast platform. So you all can check them out at your leisure over the holiday weekend. For those that are in the United States of America, make sure you check out behind for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. And as always, as Lance says, at the end of every show, tune in, tell a friend and subscribe. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Steelers Burning Question.